Welcome, everybody. Hey, this is Eileen Grimes, and this is the Jupiter Rising Show. I want to welcome everybody here today, and today we are without a co-host. Doug is with his cows today. (laughs) Yes, in case you didn't know, Doug is a cow master, I guess. He has seven cows, and he is having a a show this weekend where he's going to be showing them. So I wish him luck with all that. That's going to be fun for him. So anyway, today on the show, we have Ms. Virginia Bell. Now, Virginia Bell has done some remarkable work on the studies of midlife, and she's written a book called Midlife is Not a Crisis. I've read the book. It's phenomenal. It did change my life, and I kind of realized that midlife doesn't mean the end of life. And so once I realized that, I really started to kick it up. Yeah. Anyway, so um, today she's going to be talking about her new uh, workshop that she's going to be doing. I think it's a workshop. And she's going to talk about that just right after the next break. Before we do the Astral Celebrity of the Week, she's going to join me in that today. And we're going to be talking about Miss Valerie Harper, who passed away last weekend. So um, I've always loved her. I loved her on the show. I loved her on, on her own show. She was just fabulous. So we're going to be talking about that. And we're also going to be talking about all my usual stuff that I usually talk about. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun time today. We're going to talk to somebody who really knows her stuff. So anyway, so we're going to take a break right about here. And when we get back, we're going to do the Astral Celebrity of the Week. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp? That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes, your host. And today we have Ms. Virginia Bell on the show. But first, we're going to have the Astral Celebrity of the Week. Okay, and let me bring on our fabulous guest while we're at it. Virginia, are you there? I'm here. Yay. (laughs) How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And I have to to tell you that she's from New York City, so it's very cool to have you here from all the way from... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, the people that I've had, I have one really wacky guest who comes on every now and then. He's a plane spotter, and he lives in Kilkenny, Ireland, and he's crazy. So wow. Yeah, he's pretty wild, so... Anyway, um, so we're going to talk about Valerie Harper this morning. And yeah, I, wow, yeah. what a firebrand, huh? Oh. My God, six planets six. in fire? <laughs> yeah. And Leo, all that Leo and Leo rising and yeah. a moon in Sag, and then that Jupiter up there in Aries in the ninth house. Yeah. 
Oh, my God. Talk about someone who is colorful and adventurous, kind of nobility of spirit combined with the the savvy style of a gypsy, you know? Oh, absolutely. uh, You know, the way she used to dress on Mary Tyler Moore was very gypsy-like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's so interesting. And I, you know, uh, just reading a little bit about her, she uh, was on her own in, in uh, later in high school at the um, Professional Children's School in right. New York right. and started on Broadway uh, when she was about 16 or 17 yeah. years old. Yeah, her future And we're talking was pre- about, you, you know, in the, uh, I guess that would have been in the early 50s when wow. she made her debut on Broadway. That. I mean, that is someone who uh, knew what she wanted and went after it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, exactly. I remember reading in her bio that she had always known she was going to be on the stage. I mean, since yeah. from a very early age. I mean, yeah, the Leo and then that Jup- the Jupiter just jumps out. It's trining Mercury. It's trining yeah. Pluto, the Ascendant, the Moon, all the Leo planets. Yeah. And what's interesting to me is that Jupiter trying to the moon in her natal chart, her solar return um, mm-hmm. also has, let me see, is it has the solar return, uh, have the Jupiter, uh, Jupiter to Mercury okay. in the solar return. Okay. And of course, Jupiter is long journeys. Yes, that's and true. And Mercury, um, you know, in mythology was the only uh, god or mortal that Pluto allowed in the underworld, and he would go between the, the worlds. Interesting. And, and so to me, I, you know, that Jupiter is almost like, um, I want to say an easy passage. Yes. But when Jupiter uh, is strong in, you know, in the chart at the end of life. Right. Uh, that kind of tells us that, you know, she was ready. Yes, you know, she was. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with that. You know, the first time I always was impressed every time I heard about her that she was so positive with people and she yeah. would always go into a a, a She'd go to a party, and she'd always end up sitting with somebody who had nobody to talk to. I mean, oh, that's can lovely. you imagine that? Of course you could, you yeah. know. And yeah, um, sure. I, I remember well, the first time I looked at her chart, I said, there's nothing bad about this chart. I mean, yeah. bad, but you know what I mean. Yeah, hard. Yeah. Well, there's Saturn-Pluto square, which was going on in the late 30s, of right. course. Right. But, but she has so much, I mean, two grand trines. Yeah. One in fire and one in earth. Yeah, and that Venus-Sun conjunction. Yes, yeah. Uh, talk about blessed. I mean, the gods Absolutely. of loveliness were, were bestowed upon her. And that also the, the, the Mars in Capricorn trining Uranus, in mm-hmm. a way she was a rebel, but she didn't alienate people. No, she didn't. The yeah. kind of rebel, someone bringing new ideas, but could make it accessible for people. right. Exactly right. I agree. And that Uranus up there in the 10th house. Oh, yeah. That, that's actually somebody who's going to blaze new futures for people, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I was looking at, because I'm interested in stationary planets. Yeah. So I was looking at that, and she's got a bunch of them, you know, as she had Mars stationary, Saturn stationary, Uranus, and Mercury stationary. Oh, wow. That's a lot. That is a lot, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm sure you know, and... I've been studying this, and I'm writing a book about it right now. Oh, uh, great. Yeah, I mean... That's needed, yeah. I think it is, too, because... But you don't hear about that. You hear about retrograde planets, and yeah. one looks, oh, when did they go 
by progression. When do they move forward? Right. But stationary, you don't hear that much about. No, you know, you don't. And that was something that I just felt compelled to do something about, you know, because I have a stationary Uranus in my chart. I figure I'll use it. (laughs) You know, I'm going to use it. Feisty, yeah. Feisty, yeah. (laughs) So, um, you know, finding the stationary planet is, I looked at into it it metaphysically, you know, the the point at which the planet is completely stopped in the sky, according to our viewpoint anyway. And that has to be just, you know, like a lead foot, you know, that is, mm. is sticking its foot in the sand and it's not going to let go. But it's right. also the the energies around her, her, her lessons in life had to deal do with all of these planets, you know, and you can yeah. sort of see that in her life. I mean, a retrograde, a stationary Mercury. It means her brain is extremely well developed. I know that Rachel Maddow, She's got a stationary Mercury in her chart. Wow, I'm not I'm not surprised. And it's that. in Pisces. It's bril- kind of brilliant, really. Yeah, she's in, she has it in Pisces, which you'd figure, well, that's kind of that's odd. inspired. Yes, yeah. it is true. And it's all in the ninth house, too, so that helps, too. Oh, how fabulous. Yeah, yeah. it is. And so, but I figured, well, you know, with Mercury and Pisces, it would be kind of, you know, sloppy sometimes. But she's far, far from sloppy, you know. And so I think that's, that's an intuitive mind, wouldn't you say? I, I mean, would say so, fluid too. Fluid mind. Fluid mind, yeah. It's like listening to her speak. She just moves from one topic to the other very, very, very seamlessly. Mm. So, um, yeah, and with... With um, Valerie, it seemed like she was that way, too. She was known for her quips on Mary Tyler yeah. Moore. I mean, right. she has some of the greatest lines I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, well, the Mercury in the first house. I mean, her destiny had to do with communication, information. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree there. And well, it's a, uh, it's a very rich chart. Very rich. And, you know, the interesting thing is that I looked up her husband's birthday. He was born 10 days before she was. Now, do after. you mean uh, Grant uh, Tinker? No, Tony. Oh, the first husband? Tony is his name. Tony Cacciotti or whatever it said. Oh, okay. Got yeah. it. Yeah. She was married to him for like 40-some years. And oh. um, he was born 10 days before her. Wow. Yeah, he was that... born. I, I thought that was rather amazing. I really yeah. did. Because they were basically cut out of the same cloth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, except he had a cancer moon. So he ended up being her her caretaker at the end of his end of her life. Oh, wow. Yeah. Lovely. I mean, it's it's really quite a poignant story. And so and he devoted his the rest of his life. He didn't want to put her in a hospice because I'm going to take care of her. And I'm going to give her all the attention she needs. You know, and wow. that's sort of almost a karmic gift in some respects. Absolutely. You Talk know. about, you know, Jupiter and, yeah, yeah, and the compassion, the kindness. Right, exactly right. It's just, you know, she, her chart to me was just, you know, aside from a couple of blips, was a miraculous chart. Yeah. It, it really, she was here to do miracles. And, mm. and um, she, wherever she go, whatever she touched, she seemed to leave her imprint on everything. You know, and um, I think a lot, a lot of the stations right now are doing tributes to her. And I remember when I heard, I was, I got really upset because, you know, I just, you know, I loved her persona. I loved her yeah. for the way she dealt with her life, the way she, you know, led people, you know, not towards sickness, but towards love and wellness, you know, that kind of stuff. And Yeah, it, sure. It, yeah, she was. And t- that program was groundbreaking. 
Yes, it was. The the issues that they dealt with, you know, premarital sex and yep. uh, oh, homosexuality yeah. and equal pay for women, that yes. was unprecedented. Yeah. I remember one episode where Phyllis has her, her brother over to visit, and he says, well, you know, says, aren't you in love with him? Isn't he wonderful? And he's, well, he's gay, Phyllis, and she doesn't even know <laughs> <laughs> and I just, it just broke everybody, but uh, but it was very funny. But she just had the best punchlines. She really did. So anyway, so, you know, I just want to express my love and appreciation for her, you know, and kind of how she affected my life. And, and that whole show did, too, about just have, being able to, to, you know, kiss a normal um, female type of of life away and say, I'm going to do it my way, my way, do it my own way, whether it means getting married or not, that's, that's irrelevant, but I'm going to do it, find my own purpose, which is really basically what that show was, was teaching us, you know, so anyway, so anyway, are we ready to go on? Okay, we're going to have to take a commercial break real quick right now. We lost our, our co-host, our, our guest, so we will be right back here after this on the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Ms. Angela Probst. And at this point, you've probably heard of essential oils. And are you confused? Are you overwhelmed? Don't know where to start? There's so much information, and our aromatherapy expert, Angela Probst, with Young Living Essential Oils, can help you navigate and meet your health and wellness goals. And now Angela has CBD oil, and this is fantastic because this is a brand new kit on the block, and it's supposed to be very effective for just about everything. So if you want more information or you want to talk to Angela, give her a call today at 253 278 1599 or visit her website at www.myyl.com slash Angela. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And we're going to bring our guest right back here. Nope, we're not going to do that. So Anyway, we're trying to get her back on the phone. We're not sure what the heck's going on, but that's okay. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, the actual, 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 not celebrity, but the news of the month we didn't get to. And I'm just going to talk briefly about the fact that um, the um, one planet, I remember, is on the 18th of September, and that is going to be... Um, it's going to be Saturn, and it's going to be Saturn going to be going retrograde, I believe. I think it's going retrograde, and or is it direct? I have to look, but anyway, any, either way, it's changing directions on that day. So what we're going to probably notice are all sorts of changes and um, uh, basically some stuff that, you know, particularly with our government and all that kind of stuff, that's going to probably really shift quite a lot. So uh, it's it's going to be up to that point a few days before and a few days after. So anyway, are we have we got her up? Okay, all right. Okay. So anyway, okay. Hi, Virginia. We lost you. Hi. We got cut off somehow. Who oh, knows? well, you're here now. That's I'm good. I'm here. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, that's always a scary moment. You feel like you're out on the ship, out on the boat, in a boat without a paddle. Wouldn't be the first time, honey. I know. (laughs) Okay, so now we're going to talk to you about your new course that you're doing, which is the Generational Cycle Roadmap. You know, and um, I'm curious about that. And by the way, I just have to mention, this is a side this morning, I got my results from the DNA Ancestry. Oh, how exciting. It was. It really was. And I had a couple of countries in there I had no idea were a part of me. So Really? Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. It really is. And I thought, well, the generational cycle, maybe not totally connected to yours, but I just thought the timing of it was interesting. Yes, because, well, in a sense, that's the ancestral cycle. Yes, you know? Yes. Um, and these cycles are important. They you are. Know, they these are. patterns that we have. Exactly right. I mean, I remember I wrote them down here because I have four major ones. What are they? 77% um, England, Wales, Northwest Europe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 17% Ireland and Scotland. Uh, uh-huh. 4% Germany. And 2% Norwegian. <laughs> Who knew that? Oh, that's interesting. Yes, it is. Is I don't that have... what you didn't expect that? No. I had no idea that was going to be in there. I couldn't figure out who the heck in our family was Norwegian. That would be a lot of years ago. But, you know, it was just very interesting because I knew it was going to be predominantly British Isles. You know, right. Because both my parents, grandparents were from my my. Um, grandfather was from Scotland. My my grandmother was from England. So I just knew that that was going to be um, there. And also, I'm not, no, part of me is American. So uh-huh. I'm foreign. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I'm actually uh, a little less than half Scottish. Oh, really? Yeah. And I think, see, with the Scots, you know, often you may be Ulster Scot uh, like me, where the uh, there was a period in in the history where um, they got rid of all the farming, mm-hmm. um, you know, or they got rid of yeah they got rid of the farmers uh, to you know and sent them to Australia, sent them to um, you know to America or uh-huh. to England to northern northern Eng- uh, England. Okay. And uh, so a lot of Scots went there. Oh, I didn't know that. There was a big there's there's a name for it which I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, or maybe it was they got they were the herders, but they and they wanted to bring in the farmers, but they got rid of like thousands and thousands of Scots. Wow! And that's, sent them to other countries. That's so, amazing. Y- yeah, wow. it's fascinating. It uh, is fascinating, you know, especially the, the the little teeny percentage of the you know the Germanic and the uh, Norwegian. I mean, well, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's great to explore that. I do, too. It's something I've always wanted to do, and it, the results came in this morning when I got Oh, out. how fabulous. I thought that was such perfect timing. Michael. I, I can talk about this on the air. How cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about your 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 workshop that you're doing. If It's, it's a, a it's course. It's a webinar. It's, it's a, a webinar, webinar that's a available online, and um, it's based on my book, Midlife is Not a Crisis, right. Using Astrology to Thrive in the Second Half of Life. It goes through all the generational cycles, as as the book does, but a little more in depth and um, helping people to learn how to navigate each cycle. Right. You know, uh, whether from the Saturn return, Mm -hmm. you know, at 29, midlife, which peaks in the early 40s, but Mm -hmm. goes, you know, from the late 30s to the mid 40s. Right. 
uh, Chiron return between 49 and 50, mm-hmm. uh, the second Saturn return at 58, right. and then the early 60s, 70s don't have a lot of no, they uh, don't. aspects, I've noticed uh, but that. there is the, the Saturn opposition uh, in the early 70s, you know, where Ooh. the second Saturn return at 58, we become the elder, quote mm-hmm. unquote, the elder, mm-hmm. but not the older, by the way. <laughs> not, you know what I mean? Not yeah. Anybody can become older. Not everybody, you know, becomes an elder. That's, right. that's someone who has some wisdom to offer. Yes, right. And I love what um, Thomas More said. He, he wrote a, uh, his more recent book, Ageless Soul, that aging, well, of course, is, is we're all aging differently, but aging implies a deepening, a developing, growing, getting older sounds like a lessening, you know? Right. Um, But at 58, at our second Saturn return, we're basically a beginner elder. Yes. You know, that's the first, you know, we're only 58. That's the first, um, you know, point of eldering. Eldering. Uh, (laughs) That's a good one. And then the second is you know, in around 65, because Saturn makes an aspect to itself every seven years. So right. it's, you know, 58, we become an elder, but, you know, again, we're a freshman, so to speak, right. although it is a very powerful time in our life. I think for many of us, that's when it really can all come together. Yeah. I, I mean, then so, seven is, years later, um, you know, 58 to 65, seven years, um, that's the second stage of eldering. Okay. And at 65, that's kind of, um, it, it's an age that has some gravitas, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're not, doesn't mean you're going to retire, but since 1935 and the Social Security began, uh, that is a time that um, has been associated with, you know, with retiring. Uh, Medicare begins, Social Security begins at 66, so... Mm-hmm. Um, it is a time of seriousness, you know, okay, and, and maybe at 58, I wasn't, you know, I'm still young and right. 65, you're still young, but you know, kind of, you have to deal with certain things. Okay. The second stage you were talking from what age to what age again? 58 to 65? Well, 58 is the, when Saturn comes back right. to itself. That's your second Saturn return. Right. First Saturn return at 29, we become an adult, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. if we're doing it right, we take on some commitment. Mm-hmm. We 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 uh, challenge ourselves. Maybe right. we you know find our career, or we commit to a relationship, or to having a family, or we get sober. <laughs> you know, you yeah, uh, audition for American I'm, Idol. That's the first Saturn return, and our thirties are our Saturn years. If we're doing it right, we're building something. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to be flashy. It doesn't have to be big, but we have to begin. Right, and then of course. You know, there's midlife, you know, in our early 40s that peaks. And the second Saturn return at 58, that's when we become, so to speak, the elder, you know. Right. Yes. And and, uh, then 65 is the, you know, again, that is the second stage of eldering. And then early 70s, we have the opposition. Mm -hmm. And that is the, I call that the third stage of eldering. Okay. No. Okay. So, uh, like, I'm in the in between. I'm 67 now. <laughs> so, okay. So yeah. I'm just after that second stage. You know, mm-hmm. in between the second and the third. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, and you know, the 60s are great. Mm-hmm. I mean, every every decade is fabulous, Eileen. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we have to embrace it. Yeah. 
We do. What we don't have a choice. You know, maybe the oldest we've ever been, but it's the youngest we'll ever be. Yes, that's and and things are changing. People are aging differently. Yeah, it so, seems like yeah, we're, so we're, that, lot, we're a lot. The, yes, go pardon? ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was saying in the early in the early seventies, um, when Saturn makes an opposition to itself, that you know, again, is the I call that the third stage of eldering. And and that's also I was also the decade of consequences in a sense because things can catch up with us and we have to it's time to you know it's Saturn you know so it's time to get our financials in order you know mm-hmm. our health it's taking care of business yes you know? yeah um, it, it really is like that it's sort of like reality sort of smacks you in the face especially if you're somebody like me who's quite Piscean uh-huh. well, well not that Piscean but I am a Pisces. But, you know, uh, that's pretty Pisces. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sometimes I wish it was Listen, something I have else. Neptune on the ascendant, my dear. Uh, oh, you do? I wish I didn't know what you mean. I know. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I have Neptune right on my fourth house cusp. So oh, it's sort okay. of it's one quarter turn. But okay, yeah. 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 So, you know, it's it's made me extremely and it makes you extremely obviously psychic to a lot of things, but it is sort of a place where we'd rather go rather than face reality sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Somebody who said in the sixties reality is just for those people who can't handle drugs and you know <laughs> right, right. <laughs> drugs and alcohol, so to speak. I never but, yeah, did the, that though. Huh? I never did the drugs. I, I wasn't into that. My 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 um poison of choice anyway was food so i food, i didn't bother well, with you know double taurus so you're, yeah i would say double taurus sun and moon whatever. in the sign of warm scones and cream fresh you know? <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> that works that's perfect so, yeah but th- these generational cycles are important because each cycle has so much wisdom and information each cycle mm-hmm. each decade and then of course the planet that rules the psychic uh, cycle uh, or the decade is, you know, is the guru, is the wise elder, is the teacher, and yeah. has a lot to offer us. So, you know, my webinar goes into each of the generational cycles and talks about, you know, what works, what doesn't work, you know, how to build tools, how to thrive in each, you know, in each uh, cycle that we're in, basically. Right. That makes sense because, you know, in you, I think if you have one of those planets, say the outer planet or Saturn, that's and wherever it is in your chart, it's going to take that route to express mm-hmm. itself. And yeah. mine's in the third house. So my Saturn Italy, is. yours is in the third? Yeah, it oh, is. Oh, okay. Opposing Mercury, squaring Uranus. It's an interesting T-square. Oh, what an interesting mind. And <laughs> look what you do, your communication. That's kind of brilliant. Oh, I thank you. <laughs> yeah, Saturn and Mercury, people who have that combination often when they're young, and especially Saturn in the third house, the house of Mercury, they it wasn't safe to uh, speak. It mm-hmm. wasn't, you weren't heard. But Einstein had the conjunction. Um, a lot of brilliant people, uh, you know, have that that combination. Helen Keller also, right. that combination. So, and of course, Saturn gets better when you... Uh, when you get older. Oh, it's true. It's really true. So that true. Saturn in the third house, you become wise. Right, exactly. Yeah. We have to take a break here. Okay. Okay, and when we get back, we're going to talk to, more, to Virginia Belmore about her workshop or her webinar that she's going to be doing. And this is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. 
And this is a live read for Matt Shea and Matt Shea Books. Matt is a storyteller. His choice of subjects have to do with those that are considered to be just a little different. You know the ones, the ones that are usually outcast or misplaced, as, as a result are overlooked and misunderstood. Their moment arrives when they are called upon to reveal their real character through some selfless act, thus ending up being acknowledged and then contributing to society. And when all is said and done, he wants his readers to be uplifted by the deeper message. He will write stories for the rest of his life with the hope that he can create happiness, bring encouragement, and ultimately inspire others. And now he has published a new book, The Best Money Can Buy, and it's available on Amazon.com. And you can go to Matt Shea Books to find, oh, you can go to Matt Shea Books to find additional things like free reading and downloading text and all that kind of stuff. So he has some extras and fun extras for you to go see when you go to his website at MattSheaBooks.com or you can email him at workinmat 7 W-O-R-K-N-M-A-T-T-7 at AOL.com. And now this is a live read for Aunt Susan Bergstrom, the Medicare exchange person. Medicare exchange is a very important and confusing issues, and as we near retirement, largely because Medicare does not cover 100% of your medical costs, only about 80%. This means we will need affordable and supplemental coverage that takes care of that 20%. Susan Bergstrom can help you get the best coverage for you. With her, the process is really easy, and in the end, she will save you money. And now you can attend a free workshop where you can learn all about Medicare. Her next seminar is in Lacey, Washington at the Lacey Library at 500 College Street Southeast at 5 p.m. on September 12th. So to schedule an appointment or RSVP, for one of her workshops, call Susan at 253-318-9379 or email her at sbergstrom at americanseniorbenefits.com. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And today we have on Miss Virginia Bell, who is on with us right now. Hello, Virginia. Hi. Hi. And so we're going to go talk some more about your, your webinar that you're going to be doing. How long is it going to be? Um, is it going to be one session or several sessions? No, there's uh, several sessions. Okay. One, one session for each of the generational cycles that okay. we go through. All right. Yeah. That sounds good. And how much is the um, whole thing to go? Um, it's a little under $100. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it embodies a lot because we go through each, I, I go through, um, each of the generational cycles and um, how to empower ourselves during that decade because okay. each cycle is a journey in itself yes. and there's so much information, um, what works, what doesn't work. Um, you know, it's a, a very rich period and 
even though we all share the generational cycles at the same age, you know, uh, mm-hmm. they are powerful because they are, you know, sort of like a, um, you know, a bar mitzvah in the Jewish faith or a sweet oh, yeah. 16. We all have those at the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, but each one is, is powerful. Each one is unique and has, has their own meaning for each person. And they're rituals that yes. mark our progress from one stage to another. And that's really uh, the generational cycles operate in the same way. Right. Each one is a significant passage that we all experience. Yeah. And it's really helpful to know, you know, how to navigate that. Yeah, sort of an initiation. Exactly. That's a great, uh, great metaphor. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, because, um, you know, I was thinking back about, you know, 29 years ago or how many years ago my sad first Saturn return was. Yeah. I remember I was in school. I was in an art art school. I was going not going for a, any kind of degree. I already had my degree in music. And so I went back to to get more performance ex- experience, which I did at that time. I was d- doubling at class and then also performing with the Seattle Opera Chorus. So it was really oh, a, wow. it was really a heady experience. But it it ended at the 29th year, and I said, and it was sort of a conscious thought. I said, "Well, it's time for me to take life serious now." I just like it was a shift. I stepped from one place into another. Oh, and that's I said, interesting. It's time to get a job and go to work. You know, uh-huh. and I want to depend on my parents that put me through school, and they did it the second round too. And I said, I, they don't need to do that anymore. I need to take care of myself. So there really is something to the personal responsibility part of Saturn. Oh, and, totally, because Saturn is that planet of reality, responsibility, hard work, hard yeah. knocks. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not as sexy as Jupiter, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Um, but it's necessary because, yeah. you know, every planet has the high and the low, and Jupiter can be, you know, overextension, overexpansion, you know, just simply making, um, you know, bad choices sometimes. Yes, I agree. Because and Saturn, without Saturn, we can't do anything. Saturn teaches us to show up, yeah. you know, how to create something. Saturn yeah. is like our you know, our sober coach in, in a, in a way, or the, um, you know, you know, the sergeant in the army, yes. or, you know, that were that teacher that pushes us right. and we need Saturn. Yeah. You know, I have my Saturn and, um, Jupiter opposition each other and my Jupiter's right at the top of the chart in the ninth house. So that Oh, wow. Wonderful. Position <laughs> well, Kim Jupiter. Rogers Gallagher keeps wanting to buy my Jupiter, but I keep telling her it's not for sale. <laughs> but <laughs> that was a funny thing she said to me years ago at, a, at an astrology conference. That's she says, cute. how much are you selling it for? I said, I'm not selling it. So, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to sell my Saturn, though. <laughs> yeah, somebody, yeah, yeah, how many pennies can you get for it? But, yeah. but anyway, um, I always notice that, you know, I always... I have a Mercury in Aries, so it makes sense I'm talking about myself, pardon me. But anyway. That's okay. But it's it's like a, a reflection. What you're telling me is like I'm learning about myself as I hear you talk. Yeah. But um, I always noticed that I always had to do the very third house Saturn really grunt work really right. hard. And then usually what happens, the opportunity, bam, would happen to show it off with Jupiter at the top oh, of the interesting. chart. Yeah, That's okay. great. So, because Saturn does get better with age, and I think, especially as we get older, 
I have found that we actually embody our Saturn. Yes. We become the wise elder, and that can happen in our, you know, late 50s, our 60s, or our 70s. You know, in a sense, we're not, you know, our first Saturn return, we're, you know, we're young, we're pushy, we're trying to, yeah. you know, create an identity in the world. Right. Um, but the second Saturn return is, is very different. We, we have some gravitas, hopefully. You know, we're... Um, you know, we have some wisdom, we have some experience, and yes. I think we really begin to have a sense of that on a, on an inward level because it's where the first Saturn return is more about ambition and doing something in the outer world. The right. second Saturn return is more about um, our inner life, our right. inner landscape, and that doesn't mean we can't be successful in our late 50s, 60s, right. 70s, but we're motivated more by meaning than yeah. just um, success and yes. um, and taking action, which I think that is why oftentimes um, the task that we take up at our second Saturn return, you know, uh, what's her name? Um, gosh, oh, now, Betty White. I'm thinking of, <laughs> um, you know, uh, Khan, what's her name? Uh, the great activist who started. Um, oh, oh. Yeah, I it'll come to be. Uh, okay. Started the um, goodness, Grey Panthers, oh, and okay. she said we must have a, we must have a goal at every stage of our life. We must have a goal. Right. And um, and she was actually she was asked to retire from a job she loved at sixty five. Oh, how rude! And that's when she began. Um, she basically doing her, to reinvent you know, herself. Her, her great work. Which, right. And the Great Panthers, uh, Maggie Cohen. Oh, um, okay. Okay. That, All right. The, the Great Panthers, one of the great uh, movements in this country. Mm-hmm. So yes. we, we need another purpose at our second Saturn return. It doesn't mean we have to stop everything and, right. you know, retire and do that. But we, we need something that is more aligned with who we are. Yeah. I remember. And it tends to have more, more, motivated by an inner desire rather right. than just outer success. And one can certainly have success at any point in life. Oh, absolutely. I remember uh, this was years ago when George Bush ran for his second term in presidency, and he won it on his second Saturn return. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. I thought... Well, that, a lot of times things come together then, and yeah. Kate Fonda talks a lot about that in her book Primetime and yeah. on her TED Talks, because, you know, she... she says that, you know, the first two acts in a play, and she has a lot of experience in the theater, right. first two acts don't make sense a lot of times. <laughs> and you go out True. during intermission, you came back, come back, and that's when it all comes together in that third act. Right. And it I does. think for many of us, it, it can come together, especially yeah. now when aging is changing. And, um, it is. It, it, you know, we're all aging differently, and there's you know, the 60s was the the uh, youth quake. This is the age quake, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I you know, I remember when Pluto first went into Capricorn. I thought, I wonder what's going to show up as a trend. Because usually stuff happens, you know, yeah. to see if, you know, um, it'll be representative of the sign that, that Pluto's moving through. And the first thing I realized is there was a lot of more women going out there, letting their hair grow out to their natural gray. You know, that that is actually a very, you know, excellent insight mm-hmm. because Capricorn is the elder. Yes, it is. Yeah, and, I never and thought he has of that, gray but hair. You're, you're spot on, <laughs> yeah. right? 
Yeah, yeah, a lot of women are just boldly, you know, leaving their hair to go gray or white, yeah. and it looks fabulous. It does. And there's more embracing of those things. Yep. And, you and know, we see older models in the fashion shows here in New York, and yep. people on Facebook I see all the time uh, some women, woman artist, her first one-woman show in her 90s, or one was exactly. 102. Oh, yeah. You know, one of the things that happened for me, and being a, a sort of a Facebook kid at this point, after being on, <laughs> being on Facebook for five or six years, I, I was talking about with somebody, a friend of mine on, online, on Facebook, about, you know, letting, looking at my hair and letting it grow. And I, I one day looked at it, you know, it was still being colored, but it was about an inch grow out. And I pulled my hair back to see what the grow out looked like. And I said, Wow. That's awesome. I'm growing it out. You know, and that was right about that time when, you know, Pluto was going into Capricorn. And and so did you continue to do that? Let me tell you the results of this. This is something that never expected to happen because I thought, yes, of course I did. I let it grow out completely. It's been growing out now for years. But uh, one of the things that happened was that I thought, you know, it'd be really interesting to talk to other women who have had the, who are going through the same thing that are, you know, looking at the inch grow out going, when is it right. ever going to grow out? I don't want to walk around with a, a stripe on my head for two, three years. You know, <laughs> you know, that was just not a, an ideal situation. So she said to me, my girlfriend says, why don't you start a group on Facebook? Oh, and I brilliant. said, Oh, and I said, okay, we could call it going gorgeously gray. Oh, I, I love that. Did you, did you do it? Yeah. <laughs> that's wonderful and you know how many people are in the group now after about 10 how years how many about twelve thousand. <laughs> no yes. really yep yeah oh how phenomenal and you created that i did i'm so proud of that you that know is... i just created it one day and about three four months later there's about 100 members and then when pluto went into capricorn it oh, just shot through the ceiling i mean how many people were joining a day 50 or 60 people were jumping on board you that, know that's a great metaphor for pluto and capricorn it really is you know and um i just it was amazing because our group is there's some other groups online that are doing that too with a the gray, you know, going, shifting to the gray. But, yeah. Um, I've heard from people that said ours is the only one that offers support and nurturing for the grow out process. Oh. We all support excellent. each other. And, you know, even though they, <laughs> some women come in, I'm going to color my hair again. I can't stand it. It says, no, stay with it. Stay with it. That's a Saturn term. Stay with yeah, it. You will be rewarded. Saturn. You yeah. know, and most people did. And, Man, they're just so proud of their gray, they can't stand it. <laughs> you That's know? great. Yeah, well, Saturn rewards at the end, right? Jupiter yes, is like, it it'll, it'll loan you, it to you, but yes, you know, with right. a lot of interest. Exactly. That's a perfect Saturn story, I think. Yeah, it's a beautiful Saturn yeah, story. Yeah, I'm really excited for the group. And, I'm, you know, I, I kind of dropped out of being an administrator, but I kind of go back and look at what's going on with it. And I watch the conversations, and they're phenomenal, you know, that new people joining, and they're really upset, and they don't want to do this. And, you know, what is it going to take? How And getting input from everybody. And everybody's so supportive, saying, just keep on with it. Keep growing it out. You will be rewarded. So well, that's a great example of, you know, uh, you know, aging yeah. in a positive way. Yeah, it is. Okay, we have to take another break okay. here. 
Okay, and when we get back, we're going to have our last few minutes with Ms. Virginia Bell. I'm sorry, I've got a little bit of mouth problems here. So anyway, we'll be right back here with Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Ms. Wanda Buckner. Wanda Buckner is an intuitive and certified animal practitioner, as well as a Reiki master who does marvelous work on both your pets and yourself. She does behavior work with your pets, especially if they've had unforeseen issues that need resolving. One of her clients has said, I was going through several transitions in my life professionally, personally, and physically. Wanda brought me through these transitions using her intuitive, gentle, healing energy work. My sessions with Wanda were the catalyst for life changes. And for more information, you can see Wanda's website at wandabuckner.com or you can email her at wandasoffice at gmail.com or call her at 360-491-3187. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW. And this is our last session with with Virginia. It's so sad. You're almost done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poo. Anyway, so we've been having a wonderful time talking about this generational. I, I was trying to figure out what the generational cycle was, and I figured... Well, it must be the the transits that the universal transits that everybody experiences somewhere the, along the line. Yeah, at the same age, because yeah, as you know, age. as an astrologer, there's a lot of things going on in the chart. There are right. the transits, there are progressions, but the generational cycles are um, universal. That's yes, a they good are. Way to say it that we all share at the same age, but right. yet they're very important. They are, and you can't escape from them. No, 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 you can't. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you can't say I'm not going to do my Saturn return this time. Well, mm-hmm. too bad. You have to. But you'll well, there's a lot to learn in each yes. cycle. There yeah. really is. And, um, you know, especially, you know, midlife, which is very powerful because it, it goes from late 30s to the mid 40s and right. involves not just Saturn, but Pluto, Uranus, Neptune and Saturn. Yes. Exactly. So, you know, that's probably the biggest, most dramatic uh, of all the generational cycles in midlife. I happen to think that the generational cycle transits are, are infinitely and wisely put in just the right order. Yes, you're, you're absolutely right, because the first Saturn return, we're becoming an adult and we yeah. need some skills. And yeah. we learn those skills. Skill and set. if we're doing it right, right, when we have our midlife, we have some foundation yes. underneath. Yeah. You know, we have some Saturn skills. Yes. So, you know, midlife is, you know, especially the first stage of midlife with Pluto, uh, where we have to look at whatever we haven't dealt with. Yeah. You know, our own dark side. Oh, an invitation to look deeply and honestly at what mm-hmm. frightens us. But if we have those skills, we can do that. Right. And then, of course, the Uranus opposition in yep. early 40s is a lot about change. It is. Not changing who we are but becoming who we are, mm-hmm. but that Saturn supports that. Yes, it does. And then there's, you know, Neptune, and there is also the Saturn opposition that mm-hmm. is part of the midlife. But after that, we have our Chiron return, and mm-hmm. Chiron is a lot about healing. Yeah. You know, that's funny, because we talk about the Chiron return. 
I remember I was thinking somewhere along the line, I thought, hold on, I was oh, 51, 52. I said, I should be having my Chiron return right about now. So I looked at the schedule, and it already passed. I, Except, though, um, Eileen, the, the Chiron return, even though it goes from 49 to 51, mm-hmm. the, the couple years, the few years after the Chiron return, uh-huh. is that's a, re- a lot about reparenting ourselves. <gasps> okay. Uh, that um, makes sense. Yes. Yeah. And it, you know, it's it's the early it's the early fifties. It doesn't nothing is like, yes, it stops. You know, the transit moves. Of course, we have right. that, and it moves on. But, but it's you know the um, the borders are kind of a fluid there. Mm-hmm. The, the whole fifties really is about doing a lot of healing, not necessarily therapy, right? But healing, forgiveness. Yeah. yeah. And so those few years after, um, you know, our, uh, the actual Chiron return, it is a time to do some, uh, you know, reparenting of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, Would the, you the, say that Chiron, I just started getting a connection here, um, is about alchemy? That's a good, yeah, I would say, because Chiron, you know, in mythology was a beloved teacher and... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, healer, and he taught the sons of the great men and gods to mm-hmm. be to be the heroes they were meant to be. At right. our Chiron return, we have an opportunity to become the heroes of our life. And yeah. the word Kairos, Kairos, is like a magical moment, yeah. and oftentimes things appear. Mm-hmm. A lot of synchronicity around, especially leading up to the Chiron return. So okay. I would think, yes. Okay, that, that makes sense, because... With. I always think of between Saturn and Uranus, you know, is mm-hmm. that point of that the bridge. alchemical healer, yes. you know, is that's kind of in there. And that's the process in order to release yourself out of Saturnian bonds. You have to do the alchemy, which is changing yeah. base metals to gold so that you can reach the Uranus point, you know, right. the point exactly. where you're going to release all of it. So that's yeah. something that and I've Chiron always... is called a bridge because it is between, yes. you know, Saturn and... Um, and Uranus. Yeah. So it is a time of, of deep healing. And and also in the 50s, many people have children who are still at home, but uh, also parents who they need to look after. Right. So it has a lot, of ta- a lot of things about family and family cycles mm-hmm. and a time to heal those family uh, issues, okay. the ancestral issues, as you mentioned before. Right. That makes sense. You know, I mean, because everything just seems to progress at the natural pace. And yeah. things happen when they're supposed to be happening, you know. And I remember getting a, a letter last night from, I do a horoscope column for the radio station here. And I said, uh, this guy wrote to me and he said, I'm a Pisces, but I just don't know who I am. And I said, well, welcome <laughs> to the club. <laughs> and I said, um, and he said, I just don't have no idea what I'm doing. I don't, I know, I have no idea about, I basically know nothing. And I said, that's a good place to be. You know, and because Pisces is basically, you have to enlarge in your perspective of your identity when you're Pisces to the point where you bring in the universe with it. You know, you have to include that because if you try to define yourself by mere mortal terms, you're going to find it. You're going to be really disappointed. 
So um, I hope he liked that. But it's it is really um, it's a real shifter. I mean, you, when you're shifting places in the universe, it's like kind stepping... of shape shifter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shape shifter. That is Chiron, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah, very, very much so. And um, Melanie Reinhardt writes, you know, in her yes. wonderful book on on Chiron, the right. book on Chiron, uh, talks about that the Kairos moment. And yes. things, synchronistic things, people appear in our life as mm-hmm. teachers, um, you know, uh, mentors appear to right. uh, move us forward. And yep. that can have, we have to be aware, you know, yes. really pay attention to the synchronicity because things can change in a, you know, in a magical way. Yes, I mean, they can. Magical or metaphysical way that um, things come into our life. Yes, they people do. People come into our life That's at that right. time. To help us make that transition, to yes. make that bridge. I agree. So we have to let you go now. Oh, thank uh, you for having me. Thank you for <laughs> being on the pleasure. show today. It was awesome as usual. Thank yeah, you. Wonderful talking with it you. It was wonderful dear. talking to you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you. You're bye. welcome. Bye bye. Okay, now right now we're going to be talking about the the events that are coming up here in the next week. And I still am doing After Dark Readings at Burr's Restaurant with me. And Burr's Restaurant is in Lakewood, Washington at 6151 Silicon Boulevard, North uh, Boulevard Southwest. That's it. And then it's from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. every Wednesday evening. It's $20 for 10 minutes and $40 for 20 minutes. And I, the last couple of weeks have been fun. I've had a couple, three readings. I read for Sherry and her mom. And also last week it was Anjali. I, they were very sweet people and really nice. And so that's what I read for. So anyway, so come by that. And I'm there at 630 every Wednesday evening. So come and see me there. Okay, and then after that, we have Fall Sp- Fall Emerald Spiral Expo. That's coming up in a few weeks here on September 28th uh, at 9 to 5 p.m. at Kent Commons at 525 4th Avenue North in Kent, Washington. This is the largest metaphysical event in Western Washington, and vendors and readers and everybody that's everybody in the metaphysical community will be there. So... Um, This is the preeminent New Age Fair with the Northwest Beaching demonstrations, free lectures, and much more. And so if you want to come, bring your friends, family, and kindred spirits. Booths are still available. I think you want to contact Astara Brisky at 425-445-8789 to find out if there's any more and for more information. Okay, and the way you can get a hold of me... Okay, and I would say this is the contact period where I say, yeah. Anyway, Doug is not here today, but you can get a hold of him at 206-769-4924. And my my address is EileenGrimes.com or JupiterRisingShow.com. And Virginia's address is www.VirginiaBellAstrology.com. Okay, so we're almost done here. And... Next week, we're going to have on, we're bringing back the fantastic Wanda Buckner. She's been gone a couple months, but it's time to bring her back on and and have her talk about her pets and everybody else's pets, too. And we'll probably be opening the phone lines, too, for you. So, And then the following week, we have on Jackie Slevin. She's coming back on the show. Everybody loved her. We all loved her here, so we're bringing her back. And then the following week, we will not be in the studio. We'll be at the Emerald Spiral Expo. So that's it for us today. 
I hope you've all enjoyed the show today with Virginia Bell. And we will see you next week right here on the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.